0: Chapter 36 Each new day begins as an experiment in fate and faith, as a solitary event can turn the mundane into magic or the commonplace into a catastrophe. The sullen spirit of a man can be changed in the blink of an eye, or in the vibration of a cell phone. The subtle vibration against Sean's hip alerted him to an incoming call on his cell phone. Before he could pull the phone from his pocket, the vibration was replaced by a classic rock song from the band Squeeze. Tempted by the fruit of another, never seemed quite as loud as he fumbled to open his phone. He had downloaded the ringtone only days before, never considering the image it portrayed to his clients. He had meant to change the ringer to vibration-only mode as soon as he arrived at the Harper residence, but the thought had slipped his mind, and now Robert Harper examined the look of embarrassment upon Sean's face with mild amusement. Robert and Harriet Harper had purchased their home eight months ago, and they were anxious to begin drastic changes to the long-neglected landscape. Currently, Sean strolled the five acres surrounding the ranch-style home with 60-year-old Robert. The two discussed Japanese maples, cherry laurels, rhododendrons, water features, and retaining walls with an eye on aesthetically pleasing functionality. Sean politely excused himself from their conversation, stepping away as he placed the phone to his ear. Sean, uh, I hope I'm not catching you at a bad time. The delicate voice would have been barely audible if it were not for the captivatingly sensuous tone. Hello, Contessa. I was just doing a site analysis for a new client. Oh, I'm sorry, Wendy said apologetically. I don't mean to interrupt. No, it's, it's okay. I'm glad you called. I've been worried about you since your phone call last night, she continued. You seemed very upset. Things have, uh, <clears throat> things have smoothed out now. Sean stepped further away from Harper, motioning with his finger that he would need an additional moment for the call. Listen, I want to thank you for being there for me, just hearing your voice calms me down. You have a wonderful knack for lifting my spirits. You don't ever have to thank me for that. I always want to be here for you. But I I won't hold you up, I was just wondering if you had any plans for tomorrow. I don't have to be at the hospital until 4 o'clock and I was hoping we might be able to meet for lunch. I'll feel better if I can look in on those bright green eyes and see that you're okay. That'd be great. I could be finished by noon and meet you at one o'clock. Is McKinney's Pub okay with you? Ed has a great sandwich menu. I suppose that'll be okay. Although, I don't want to go to work smelling like a bar. Well, we don't have to drink alcohol. Sean paused, reassessing his decision. If you prefer to eat somewhere else, that's fine with me. No, I'll meet you at McKinney's at one o'clock. "'Okay, contestant. See see you there. "'Bye, hon,' she uttered softly before clicking the line dead. Sean paused for a moment. His satisfaction was displayed by the prevalent smile that now spread across his lips. His heart rate increased, and his mind envisioned his gracefully beautiful lunch companion. He quickly shook the thought, reminding himself that it was merely a lunch between friends. The thumb on his left hand absentmindedly turned the wedding band on his ring finger. He paused as he became aware that he was partaking of this compulsive habit. Robert Harper soon averted his attention. Everything okay, Sean? Harper asked. Sean turned back to Harper, slightly embarrassed by his preoccupation. Everything's fine. He quickly moved to Harper's side and returned their conversation to the issue of landscaping.